Everyone's heard of the story of the oil boom and its ugly twin, the bust, a sleepy community transformed overnight by a wave of rapid growth. Workers flock to the area, sleeping in RVs, hotels, and cheaply built apartments. Eventually, there's a bust, and locals are left with scores of empty buildings wondering what happened. But does it have to end this way? Our Inside Energy reporter Emily Guerin went to a small town in North Dakota's Bakken oil field to find out. It's dusk in Watford City what was once a small farming community in western North Dakota. A construction crew was working late to finish a duplex home, one of 44 this developer is building. This whole area is new construction. It's totally different than it was even two years ago. Back then, it sounded kind of like this. Wheat fields and lonely prairie. This tiny town has grown really fast. It permitted close to 1,700 new housing units last year, up from one, yes, one, 10 years ago. And that worries some people. Man, I mean, driving out the eastern side of Watford City and seeing just those, like, hills covered with houses. Bill Carraher is a professor at University of North Dakota who studies housing in the Bakken. Oh my gosh, I hope they're not making a mistake because we love the people in Watford City. We really want them to be able to manage this and be successful. Here's what's at stake for boom towns like Watford City. Overbuilding when times are good and then getting stuck with tons of debt and abandoned homes when the economy busts. It's happened so often in North Dakota history, there's even a term for it. The too much mistake. But this time, Watford City is determined to avoid the too much mistake. To find out how, I went to meet this guy. Brent Sanford, mayor of Watford City. Sanford told me in the last oil boom in the 1980s, Watford City paid to build all this new infrastructure. The actual grading, the actual roads, the actual curb and gutter, the sidewalks. All the developer had to do was put up the houses. But when the price of oil crashed, the city was left with tons of empty lots. There was no one paying property tax to help pay for all those new roads and sidewalks. Other oil field towns went bankrupt. Watford City managed to avoid it, barely. So we don't want to get into that situation. That's why this time, the city made developers pay to build their own infrastructure. In turn, developers charged tenants Manhattan-level rents. Trade-offs. But then there are the man camps. Clusters of mobile homes or RVs on the edge of town, where many oil workers stay. If you look right over here, you'll see just a boatload of trailers here. Jim Talbert is the planning director for McKenzie County, where Watford City is located. We took a drive so he could show me what the county's doing to avoid getting stuck with abandoned temporary housing. We drove by a barracks-style man camp. They've set them up neatly, orderly. Little white trailers laid out in rows on a flat gravel surface. I didn't see a single person. What we're looking at is a fairly low occupancy rate. At $30 oil, a lot of these places are less than half full. Some of them have already gone out of business. But are they leaving behind a mess? Not this time. The county made developers buy reclamation bonds, just like oil companies have to do when they drill wells. The bond is 150% of what it would cost to bring the fields back to farming. When it's done, we don't want to just have all these spots that we have nothing to do with. We want it back so that it can be productive and beautiful. 
It's still shocking to Brent Sanford when people ask him, is Watford City growing too fast? Because not that long ago, the town had the opposite problem. Basically, there were no jobs. So we all would leave and go to college and move away and come back for Thanksgiving and Christmas. He thinks they still need more housing especially single-family housing. That's what Sanford believes will provide some stability and convince some of the transient oil workers that this little town is a good place to put down roots. He hopes that's enough to avoid the too-much mistake. For Inside Energy, I'm Emily Guerin. To learn more about booms and busts and see charts and photos from this story, visit our website, insideenergy.org.